coming to you live from an abandoned storage locker somewhere in Mesa, Arizona. You're tuned in to the Important Nonsense Podcast with Steve Bonham. Attention Alan Hearn's mom. His knee is better. <laughs> you can stop worrying. And Neil Smith. Even with the concussion, as long as he's cleared, probably don't have a better option. Boom shakalaka. Hello, Important Nonsense Podcast, Steve Bunn, Neil Smith, the original dynamic duo. Well, not the original, we'll get sued for that. Uh, the I was going to say Adam West Adam, Adam West's estate is going to probably have some comments about that. I don't think we can go with that as a tagline. The living dynamic duo? How about, how about that? Well, they can't really argue about that. Neither yeah, can see. No, yeah, and I don't think... Uh, I don't think Burt Ward's. I think Burt Ward is still with us, but I don't think Burt Ward has the money to sue us. So we're He's probably only half. He's not a duo. You're we're probably yourself. good. Well, Burt Ward's had an interesting career. That's a whole other podcast. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It could be this podcast. Why, we can why do not? that. Yeah, you sure. want to go through Burt Ward's film credits? I can do that with you. <laughs> All right, let's pull up. Probably IMDb more right important. Probably more informative. He was in a. Uh, he was in a. Uh, <laughs> he was in a movie where he basically played like a space wizard. Ooh, wore like, like a little it. rubber hat. Uh, it was it was terrible. I mean, it sounds good. You had me at Space Wizard. Uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was uh, it, was, uh, it was interesting. It was interesting. Uh, it, I mean, it sounds good. He was also in a Denzel Washington film called Out of Time in two thousand three. So I never saw that. I have to right. check that out. It's good to know. I have uh, to check all that out. I have to go back and watch that now. Uh, no, we're talking about trade deadline roundup, basically. Uh, pretty quiet on the trade deadline, especially for the guy I felt the worst for Marlon Mack. I, I mean, he, he wanted well, out. They agreed that they were going to look for a trade. How long ago, Neil? Like three, four weeks ago. Uh, it's probably something like that. It's at least a month. They're like, Oh yeah, we'll find a trade that works for everybody. And then nothing. No, you got, you can't tell me nobody wanted a 25 year old running back. Who's been the workhorse before. Who who is he was had a decent career to this point and has looked good this season when he's been given opportunity, but no, he's still the number three in Indy, unfortunately. So it's it's unfortunate. That's probably the only word for it. Yeah. It's uh, what are you gonna do? He's yeah. just gonna have to dig it out, and then maybe next year he can find his way to some more meaningful playing time. <laughs> he's the uh, he's the Chicago Cubs of uh football there's always next year <laughs> that that used to be true mm -hmm. and uh, there is physically going to be a next year for the yeah, Cubs, sure, whether or not, not it'll matter mm -hmm. for anyone who would want to watch it nah. maybe nah. all right so let, let's get into this what's the uh what's the news i would list the chicago cubs relevance if we had to put it like an injury tag on it i'd call it doubtful <laughs> they're doubtful to matter uh but no so to your point, there actually weren't that many fantasy relevant transactions, which is funny because of all the bluster for the week prior, just not that much in the way of actual like movement. A lot of talk, right. very little action, right. some defensive moves. And but there's a different podcast we offer for that. It's called uh, D lines, <laughs> called and, D -lines, lines. and money lines. Check mm -hmm. that out on Monday. I'm sure they'll talk about the impacts uh, that happened on the defensive side because there were a few. But we're not going to go through that here today. What was interesting is that there have been a, plenty of stories right around the trade deadline. Not much of them are related to trades. So by now, 
everyone will have likely seen the Henry Ruggs news that transcended fantasy football circles pretty much immediately. And it went straight into like the actual national media because of what happened and the details are still being worked out. And we're not really going to cover the details on this show because this is a fun show (laughs) for fun topics. And that is not a fun most of the time. And that is not a fun topic. And uh, here's what you need to know from a fantasy perspective. Henry Ruggs is just droppable. And, the, and realistically, it's in all formats, even in Dynasty for me. Are you concerned about holding him even in Dynasty? No. I, I, Henry Ruggs is droppable across the board. It's going to likely be a couple years before we can even think about revisiting that. Yep. So, And now we're going to move away from that topic as quickly as possible. So just drop Henry Ruggs, move on. Things that are more interesting. Oh, I don't have my tinfoil hat. Oh, I should go get my actual tinfoil hat for this. Uh, next up on the docket, though, is Noah Fant. This is an interesting one that also gets into drama, drama in the mile high steady, folks. So for those of you who maybe follow along with such things, Von Miller has an infamous Halloween party at a place called the Gothic in Denver every Halloween. It's a team activity. The entire team is typically there. This party has been an issue in the past. It tends to get really wild. It's expensive. And it's kind of a distraction. This is the party that for those of you with a longer memory might remember that caused Chad bloodlines, Kelly to wind up breaking and entering into someone's home. That's, that's the same party. This year's party apparently got a little out of control again. There were, there was a conversation around whether or not they were even going to have it. And they ended up having it. Suddenly Von Miller is traded <laughs> for a second and a third round pick. Noah Fant goes on, social media and and the radio mm, talk a little bit out of school too much and then suddenly finds himself the same day on the COVID list. Now, I will say this. We were speculating in the background, wild speculation with no information that those two ideas might be connected. It appears that they are not connected and that Noah Fant has actually tested positive for COVID-19. That is very sad. It's distressing is the reason why we're talking about it here. Noah Fant, Suspicious timing and tinfoil hat theories aside, appears to have tested positive for COVID-19. And this is a situation to keep an eye on because he hasn't technically been completely ruled out yet because he appears to be actually vaccinated. But he's got a long way to go to get cleared, to get ready to play for Sunday. Mm -hmm. And with tight end being as thin as it is, you may not have a quality replacement here. So bottom line, it's also concerning because you know, we know how this goes. Somebody gets COVID. It's very likely that others will get COVID. Mm-hmm. So it's just a situation to monitor. So I'm curious from your standpoint, who would you offer up as like some replacements? I think that's what's actually mostly relevant to anybody watching or listening to this right now. Noah Fant's probably not going to play on Sunday. Would we agree right. on that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about replacements. Who would you like to replace widely available? I've got a couple names that are right here, but I'll kick it to you first. Who... Who would you, who, what speaks to you in, on things that are broadly available for a week nine matchup at tight end? Um, well, why don't, why don't you go first so I can look up what, what is actually widely available? Okay. Uh, that's the part I'm struggling with. Sure. Dan Arnold is widely available. Okay. Yeah. That's under 10% one. rostered. Dan, Ar- Dan Arnold has, since he was traded to Jacksonville, hey, an actual trade for the trade deadline roundup. Uh, Dan Arnold has been getting more and more involved. He had 10 targets last week. They are devoid of options in Jacksonville and they're going to play from behind in every game 
effectively every game. Mm-hmm. And he appears to be working himself pretty rapidly into that offense. He didn't have a great week the week before. He had a great week last week by tight end standards. Not so good the week before that. His first week there, he was involved. So I'm inclined, if I needed a spot starter, Dan Arnold is is something to look at. And I've got a couple more, but uh, do you want me to keep going? Uh, I, I can't find it on uh, Fantasy Pros. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm struggling. You're fine. Neil. The next Look, name... So, like Cole Komet is a guy. I don't know okay. how widely available he is. Cole Komet's largely available. Yeah, I've got him in my top list. ten this week against Pittsburgh. He's been fairly consistent the last couple of weeks. Not so much with like big games or productive fantasy points, but just the fact that he's gotten in his last three games five targets, six targets, six targets, and. Again, even with Noah Fant, he hasn't been that consistent or productive this he's season. Completely tight end dependent or touchdown dependent. So Noah he's Fant. just in that group of tight end guys. That's if he falls in the end zone, you did great, and if he doesn't, you had a bad week at the position. And I think Cole Komet falls into that category. David and Joku. I don't know if he's. They're both widely available. David and Joku is widely available. Okay, yeah, he's also in my Cole Komet's widely week, available. Going up against Cincinnati. Sure. Uh, Taking that job away from Austin Hooper. Yes. And even with that, I've got Austin Hooper in my top 24. So if you're playing multiple tight ends for some reason in a league, then he's also an option. Pat Fryermuth. That's actually the next name on my list after Dan Arnold. So Fryermuth has been getting significantly more involved, especially with Eric, whenever Eric Ebron hasn't been playing, which has been happening a bit recently due to his own injuries. Fryermuth is coming off back-to-back seven target performances. He caught four of them last week and fell into the end zone. That's really all you can expect. And then the week before that, he caught all seven and he didn't even need to fall into the end zone to be a productive tight end. So Fryermith, for as much as I was poo-pooing this idea a few weeks ago, if Eric Ebron's not going to play, they don't have anybody else to throw to over the middle with Juju Smith-Schuster being on IR. Yep. So it's just, he's going to have to step up. And they they appear to be comfortable with that. Yep. And then let's see, another guy, Mo Cox. Yeah, Mo Ali Cox widely available. Okay, yeah, um, he's in my top twelve as well, going up against the Jets tomorrow night in that game, and then somebody else that's probably I don't know. Tyler Conklin is a guy I've had for a while. I don't know if Tyler he's Conklin still... is is on the borderline. He might be available okay, in your league. And CJ Uzama is another one as well. Also, borderline might be available in your league. But also, if you're taking a huge dart throw and none of those guys are available, Albert O. That's the backup of, tight okay. end. In Denver. That was my third name. Widely available. Nobody even knows how to pronounce his last name. That includes me, and I live here. Yeah. Covered the team. He, he, they love Alberto yeah. uh, in the Mile High City. And with no no Noah Fant to get in his way, right? it's a pretty much a lock-in replacement. I would feel better about either Dan Arnold or Fryermuth, given their mm-hmm. recent track records. But if I was really desperate, if I was in a deep league, Alberto, for sure. Yep. Like a 16-team league? Yeah, yep. Alberto. And uh, again, we talked a little bit in the chat today about uh, Adam Trotman who's seen an uptick in targets over the last couple of weeks. And now with Trevor Simeon at quarterback, he had four targets in the three quarters with Simeon. So it's possible that maybe there's a slight uptick for Trotman. And then a guy that is no one is talking about to the point that he's not even listed on the ECR in most cases, but McCole Pruitt, who is actually the starting tight end for Tennessee has been getting more snaps, more targets, and more playing time than Anthony Ferkser. People just do not want to let it go. No, Anthony He's Ferkser widely is, available. If you Anthony want to Ferkser take a dart throw on Pruitt, you can go ahead and do that. Yeah. 
you don't need to roster Anthony Ferkser. That's yeah. that the bloom is off the rose on that. We can move on. So just some names to, to run through to help people out who might be looking for a Noah Fant replacement. There's it's it's all bad, but there's mm-hmm. choices at least. It's not it's not as barren as it's been in other years when everybody gets hurt. So you've got options. I don't know how confident I feel in any of them, but as we've talked about for the entirety of the run up to this season, and now it feels like every week during the season, that's tight end. There's three guys you want in any given week. Maybe maybe you could expand it to four. And beyond that, it's who falls into the end zone. And that's right. it. Everybody, it's there's nobody else that gets the volume. Uh, so that was really all I had for just kind of tight end, helping people out. But sticking with tight end, just real quick. It was reported today, Logan Thomas is going to return to practice next week. And thank God for that, because we need every tight end that we can possibly get. <laughs> so that to me, just craters Ricky seals, Jones value. He's on mm-hmm. by this week. Anyway, Ricky seals, yeah. Jones, nice bandaid, but you can drop him. You don't need that anymore. Uh, Logan oh, hey, look at that. I found roster ship percentage. Perfect. All right, good. Now, all right. All right. Hey. Segment, I'll hold on to that just in case you want to go back through it. No, no, no. It's okay. Good. It's all right. Um, so that was just a quick note that really wraps up the, the tight end segment of, uh, of, of this kind of rundown, uh, moving into a little bit more wide receiver type of news. Uh, Michael Thomas announced today that, uh, confirmed that your speculation from two weeks ago was correct. He will not be playing in, uh, 2021 in redraft. Michael Thomas is droppable in dynasty. Use your discretion. I probably wouldn't drop him in dynasty, but in redraft folks, this show, feel free to cut Michael Thomas. He will not be playing this year. Oh, well, too bad. So sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and there you go. So not a whole lot more news than, or analysis than that, unless you want to get into saints pass catchers, but I don't think that changes anything. No, it's just status quo for the season. I think, I think we're in agreement. I don't want to speak for you, but I think we're in agreement that Michael Thomas is not a saint next year. No, I, I would think. agree with that. No, there's very little chance that, that he's going to put on a saints uniform ever again. Given so given that information, if you do have Michael Thomas rostered in dynasty, what do, you know, what, what are the next steps here? Because he's obviously not doing anything for you this season. Is this something that you want to hold on to and find out where it is that he lands? Or do you just try to get whatever you can get for him right now? No, I would hold on to him and see where he lands. Cause it's going to de- dictate a lot of the value around that. I think it depends. It's dynasty. So what are you going to replace it with? You, like in terms of, You'd have to get a trade together, Mm -hmm. which you could do, but there's not going to be anything on the waiver wire for you in a dynasty league to help you out as a backfill. So you're kind of just stuck. And so if I'm stuck, there's no reason to drop him in a dynasty league. He's too valuable to drop him. And there's, and there's, and there's nothing that I'm going to pick up. That's going to replace it. So you're, you're telling me my choices are trade him now for whatever Mm -hmm. I think I can get. Yeah. Or wait until I get a landing spot and arm myself with the proper information to come up with a, with a, an appropriate deal. Right. And for me, for my approach to dynasty, I would go with option B there and wait, see where he lands and then figure out an appropriate deal. Cause I'd hate to take a low ball offer to deal with it now. And then we get to, we get to next year and he's playing for a team. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's going to, he could be playing for a team where he's going to be much more valuable so it, it, I will say it's that idea depends on where you are with your dynasty team. Do I need one piece right now to go mm-hmm. win a title? Okay. In that scenario, I might be more willing to listen to option a of get what I can get now 
to try and win now. But if my team is like middling or like, this isn't going to help me win a title, I like to, I'm more conservative. I'll wait until I have the appropriate level of information to do what I need to do. With if it. you're rebuilding with Michael Thomas, you would hold it. If I'm rebuilding Depending. with Michael Thomas, I'm probably in deep. I'm in the pool anyway. <laughs> so here's, like, so the, this is kind of my point. So he's 28 now. He'll hmm. be 29 next season. So he's kind of on the back end of his prime and he's missed the last two years. I feel like there's definitely going to be rust even when he comes back, plus potentially a new offense. I feel like it's going to be really difficult to sell him at what would be top 30 value Mm -hmm. in Dynasty. But I don't think you're going to get that now. So Mm -hmm. I don't see how the value gets worse is kind of what I'm explaining. So how's it going to go down right now from what it is dynasty value courtesy of our friends at player profiler. Uh, they've got Michael Thomas as the 33rd ranked wide receiver. Okay. And hold on. That does include rookies. So I will remove that real quick rookie picks. That is. Yeah. Uh, So that makes him 27 wide receiver, 27. Okay. So a high end wide receiver three is about how they have him valued. They have him ranked higher currently than Jalen Waddle. Would you rather have rookie Jalen Waddle or Michael Thomas? Well, okay. I, I see where you're going with that because it's Jalen Waddle, even though yeah. I'm not really a Waddle guy. You take the youth in yep. that in that in Dynasty pretty much always. And he well, he, he's been kind of weird up and down. Yep. He's been good enough. To I still where take I would the chance it. on it that in the next five years, which he's six years younger than Michael Thomas, you can still be a you, season. Well, and you can still Michael be Thomas had, you'll still be rostering and starting potentially Jalen yeah. Waddle five years from now. Whereas yeah. Michael Thomas will have been retired for two years minimum. Right. How so, about Hollywood Brown? He's ranked higher than Hollywood Brown, who we, again, I believe we agree. He's the beta. He's the number two mm-hmm. to, to Bateman on that well, roster. And here's what I would say about that. If I could get Hollywood Brown for the rest of this season, right. For Michael Thomas, yeah, I'm probably going to do that. And then we, that one might be difficult because of how he's played. I know, and that's the weird thing about it is you. Here's a good one. You'd have to get uh, into like individual rosters at that because point. you you were the captain of the Titanic and you sold your tickets right before the season started. Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> I got so many picks for that. Brandon uh, Ayuk is currently ranked four spots lower than Michael Thomas. He's 23. Right. And see, I would take Ayuk over Thomas at this point, mostly because As he's 23. I. Yeah. So yeah. any of these young, like sophomore guys, yeah, yeah I'm probably going to be interested. Yeah, Michael in. Pittman, he's having too good of a season. Yeah, you're not going to do that. No, no, no. Rondale Moore. See, that's more of a you thing than me. I'm. Mm-hmm. I like Rondale Moore fine, but he's he's a little small on from from what I'm looking at, and mm-hmm. they're trying really hard to get him involved, but it just hasn't quite panned out yet. But you're more the Rondale Moore guy pounding the table. So I figured for you, that would be pretty straightforward, right? Me, yes, I would do that. Yeah. And for he's me, 20, I'd have to He's think, 21. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. That's kind of the attractive part. I have potentially nine years of Rondale Moore. Of Rondale Moore. Moore or to you get can. out of the Michael Thomas business. I'm good right. with that. So uh, I guess for you, it sounds like, realistically speaking, mm-hmm. you just want to trade Michael Thomas today and be out of the game, be out of the headache. Just don't deal with this anymore. We're moving on. If, We're yeah, on to for, Cincinnati. I think for me, for youth, for sure. But like, so if you want to go a different direction, rated going to, yeah, rated almost exactly the same is Michael Thomas and Allen Robinson. 
Yeah, see, that's an that's a more interesting. They're that's the an interesting same one. age. What's well, the Spider-Man meme? They're, they're both the same going age, into an offseason where they're basically going to be with a different team. Yeah. It's just Allen Robinson has played the last two years. Right, right. And so that's that's the Spider-Man meme. Mm-hmm. You're 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 picking between some really similar situations. Same age, both going to be starting over with a new team in all likelihood the next year. And I would rather have Allen Robinson just because he to this point hasn't been injured. So you would think well, he'd be I, able to ramp up a little bit more quickly. Well, he he has been injured in the past, just not recently. Yes, but I, I yeah. mean like I know what you're saying. not to the severity. Yeah. It's a severity thing. Well, yeah, yeah. He he tore his ACL, but it was one year and it was one year, ago. came back and hasn't missed hardly anything since Correct. that. Whereas Michael Correct. Thomas, we know the saga of But for gets me, hurt. if yeah. I could do that deal, I would do it one hundred percent because Allen Robinson, even though he's wide receiver sixty in PPR right now, he's playing. Right. So right. you're telling me I could give up Michael Thomas, who's doing literally nothing for me the rest of the year, to get Allen Robinson, who could do something or could keep getting me five points a game, but five points is better than zero points. Right. Right. So I will take that and the chance that he gets into a good situation. Well, it's the long term yeah. projection being the same. Yeah, yep. that's the deciding factor. I totally get that. So I guess let's think about it this way. What would be the floor that you'd be willing to accept for Michael Thomas? Because it's not Allen Robinson. You'd have to go lower. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's the meaningful advice for folks is is for Dynasty. What would be the actual floor that that's you'd be willing to look at? Question. Because a lot of these guys that are ranked behind him are either veterans like Brandon Cooks, who are having too good of a season to be to where to yeah you couldn't do on. it. You couldn't do it right now. It wouldn't make sense. Or yeah, Robert Woods is the same deal. Yeah, and I'd, I'd rather have Thielen. Robert Woods. I'd rather Elijah have Elijah Moore at thirty-one. Like Elijah Moore has done literally nothing. Remember yeah. when people were trying to tell us he was the next coming of AJ Brown? I think he had a double-digit week in there somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, he hasn't done much. And He's done nothing. Bad uh, team. Terrace Marshall is ranked the same way. Corey Davis is in there. And Corey Davis is hurt again. Um, Tyler Lockett. Ooh, that's an interesting one. He's 29, so he's actually slightly older. Yeah, but you get a little bit more certainty with Tyler Lockett. I know what I'm getting. I don't Mm -hmm. love what I'm getting, but I know what I'm getting. Yeah, Christian Um, Kirk is younger. Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney, I would do do pretty pretty easily. That that's a that's a that's a good one. I think you have to go all the way down to Kenny Galladay. Yeah, at 47. I think you found it. I think that's the question because you got a guy who's now 28 years old. He's the same age, basically giving you no production right now. Bad quarterback situation locked in on that contract there for a while. All the, all the bad things. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think that's probably where I think that's where it is. It's the conversation of, would you rather take your shot on Kenny Galladay or would you hope that Michael Thomas returns to form wherever else he's going to play? And everything below that is like Brian Edwards, Michael Gallup, Tyler Boyd. no, God, no. OBJ, Curtis no. Samuel, out on Juju, all that. No, nothing. I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the last name. It's Kenny Galladay. Would yep. you take Kenny Galladay straight up for Michael Thomas in Dynasty yeah. today? And I wouldn't either. I would rather the upside of Michael Thomas on at least the chance that he mm-hmm. locks in with a quality quarterback somewhere. Yeah. That, I'd rather have the chance. And you I know, know what? I don't want to. I don't want to bounce around your list here and, and ruin uh, the train of thought. But while we're on the subject, OBJ. Yeah, we'll do that one. 
being yeah. excused from the team today. Essentially, they were looking for a trade. They couldn't get a trade done. They thought they'd get a better offer, and they couldn't. Stefanski really wanted OBJ to stay, and oh, yeah. management basically said, nah, he's not staying. We're getting rid of him no matter what. And it's this whole like bickering back and forth. And all of a sudden, he was supposed to practice today, and then they said, nah, never mind. Don't come anymore. We don't want you here. Well, okay. There's another event there that you left off, which was Odell Beckham Jr.'s father <laughs> posted an 11-minute supercut Yep. Of Odell Beckham being wide open mm-hmm. in games. Yeah. And Baker Mayfield not even looking that way. And that apparently was the straw the that broke yeah. the camel's back. That was the final nail. Because I've covered this for a long time that Odell Beckham Jr. openly beefs with the Cleveland Browns when he doesn't get his way. He is not, it is not the first time we've had this conversation. That they're on record. Kevin Stefanski himself is on record as saying, I got to get Odell going early because if we don't, I lose him for the second yep. half. He just doesn't try. And I'm like, that's what I want to hear about my about my about my hugely overpaid oh, yeah. wide receiver. For sure. Like, that's exactly what I want to hear, that he's a massive drama queen. Like, and so where we've made it now is Odell Beckham's father has apparently come in and just upset what was left of the apple cart here to the point that now you've spelled it out there. They have sent Odell Beckham Jr. home and have said, eh, we'll call you. We'll call you. Like, we'll let you know what we're going to do. And you detailed this in our staff chat uh, very well in terms of the contract implications, how bad it looks that they weren't able to get a deal done, and how also what a black eye it is that you can't get leadership on the the same page as coaching. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's classic Cleveland Browns, folks. This is your this is your father's Cleveland Browns right here. This is the same dysfunction that has plagued that organization for what are you? You and I are thirty four. Yeah, our entire lives, Basically. and in fact, beyond that, longer than that. That's the same. This is the same dance that the Cleveland Browns always do. But but from our perspective, redraft, you're terrified if you've got. Oh, he's borderline OBJ. droppable already for me. So he's, he's very close. Uh, be, again, you have to ha- kind of hold out hope that he gets cut, lands in a situation where he's going to be productive right. and puts up something. Right. That's the hope. In Dynasty, this is the question that I kind of proposed to our Dynasty chat here. He is 29 years old currently. He is going into his age 30 season next year. There's the possibility that they just hold him out this whole year. Yeah. Because like you mentioned, I detailed it in the chat. They they have to pay out his contract. It is now a guaranteed deal. This is the and last year of it. He, well, no, he's got three years left, but this is the last guaranteed year. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. Yes. So if he goes claimed on waivers, somebody absorbs that contract. However, since that's such a large contract that nobody wants to pay, he will likely clear waivers, in which case the Browns have to pay him everything. And then he can sign with whoever he wants for whatever he wants. So I would guess if you're him, you want to sign with a team that's competing. If you're a competing team, do you really want him in the locker room? That's a whole other discussion. Mm, I would think it would depend on which team. Sure. Kansas City. Uh, we sure. City. Well, they they already they're already yeah they already they're already dysfunctional flash. as hell. They, they already signed play. Flash Gordon, wasted yeah. time and money, like barely plays. So the the whole point is 
from a dynasty perspective, if you have OBJ, are you looking to move him? Probably. Yeah, sure. But are you trying to buy low? No. Because from a pure value standpoint, currently, he ranks at about a high-end round two pick sure. in Dynasty. Sure. I feel like with all this news, all the drama, and him doing literally nothing all season, you could easily acquire Odell Beckham for a third-round pick. Probably. And third-round picks in Dynasty, historically, are coin flips. They're just wild yeah. guesses that we're all hoping pan out. After you get through the first round, really, the second round is other guys who may have fallen a little bit. But for the most part, but they have potential. Yeah. For the you most part, if it's not there. a first two pick, it, it doesn't really matter. So for a third round pick, that's kind of a coin flip anyway. Do you, do you take a chance on OBJ potentially doing something this year and then long term maybe helping you out? I've been on record on this for years, Steve. Mm -hmm. I don't roster Odell Beckham Jr. Mm -hmm. I can't stand Odell Beckham Jr. I, I acknowledge that that when he's fully healthy and his brain is focused on what it needs to be focused on, right. that he's incredibly talented. However, I have very little evidence that either of those things is going to happen ever again. Correct. Mm -hmm. He he I get that what you're saying. He's he's got there's some there's a certain level of upside to this whole arrangement because it's become so cheap. Right. That I could make that same argument you just made. However, you're asking me personally. And me personally, I don't roster Odell Beckham Jr. I don't really care how cheap it is. It's not relevant to me. I'd rather have my third round my third round pick back so I could go flip a coin somewhere else because rostering Odell Beckham Jr. is the same thing. I detailed this last year. I detailed in the preseason, and I'll detail it again briefly now. It's not a good sign when your 30-year-old, highly almost 30-year-old, highly priced wide receiver yep. is a total basket case in the locker room. You can't. He, de he is such a diva that he demands to be the alpha. He demands to be the one. He demands to have that target share that he used to have, that he commanded when he was in New York. And he just, I just don't think he's that player anymore. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. You'd have, like uh, the nerd pointed out here in our chat, um, you know, that he would really have to land in a situation like the Raiders, Lions, Jets, or Jags, where he'd be the definitive number one getting the entire attention so that you knew for sure he was going to be getting that many targets that he could be viable again. And I just don't know where that would be or what that he's not going to sound. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like the perfect <laughs> fit for the Raiders. That, he's I not mean, fast enough. He's not, not wrong. Fast enough. <laughs> like, if you're telling me right now, he signed with the Raiders. Can you name a receiver who would beat him on the Raiders? No, and that's, I targets? can't. No, and Darren I can't. Waller. Darren Waller's That's yes, it. if you could include, if you wanted to include all pass catchers, sure. Yeah. But it, the only other one to discuss would be Hunter Renfro, and right. they're completely different players. Yeah. Totally so you different. Have Derek Carr throwing the ball to OBJ, and we've already seen when Amari Cooper was with the Raiders and Derek Carr, how he looked okay a lot of the time. Led the but he didn't drops. Yeah, but he didn't become a star in the league until he went to Dallas Correct. and started playing with Dak. So I just don't know if there's a scenario anywhere where he becomes the alpha. Like if you go to Kansas City, you get the best QB situation you've ever had. But you'll be third fiddle behind third, yeah. Hill and Travis Kelsey. Third at best. Yeah. At best. Yeah. Once you learn the playbook. Yep. And you could he could bury Mecole Hardman and Byron Pringle and all those if he got his mind right. Yeah. Sure. But I have so little confidence in this 
that it, I, we don't do too much of this anymore, but remember when you and I used to have like the skull and crossbones list? Mm-hmm. Uh, Odell Beckham is on that list for me, and he yeah. hasn't come off in a long time because there's no. Sure. Yeah, I just call that the Tyler Boyd list. Now. Sure, exactly. Just, yeah, yeah the, the the Tyler Boyd Memorial <laughs> Skull and Crossbones <laughs> list. Sure, he 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 is on that list for me. There's very there's almost zero price point that I'm interested in to to roster Odell Beckham Jr. to deal with the headaches, to deal with the with just the wonky performances. And I've just yeah, sure. If he managed to find his way to the Raiders, that's like one of the only scenarios where I think he could return that third round pick to you. And then, yeah, you got to deal with them moving forward in dynasty for this year and next year. And I just think that there's so many better options at this point. I'm much more willing to let somebody else deal with this head case than, than what I'm my particular risk level would be. I'm like completely out on it. Yeah. I want no part. That's of fair. I personally would do it if I could get him for cheap enough, or if somebody is like you and they're just completely done and they cut him and yeah, and, and that's and I the can thing. just add him for a back. That, and uh, that's the roster. one caveat that I was going to work my way to. Yeah. If my team was devoid of talent at wide receiver, yeah, if I'm wide receiver desperate and, it, and, and, it, and he gets cut. Yep. Okay. Okay. Different thing. Cause that's just a waiver claim. Yep. I got no problem with that, but it's even my third round pick. I'm like, yeah, I might rather have the third round pick. I might be able to staple the third round pick to something more valuable and get something that I actually want. Yeah. As opposed to this, but no, we, 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 that's that the Odell Beckham thing is fascinating. Yeah. What a, what boy, remember 2016, remember 2016, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And we've come all the way around on that. And that's the thing, by the way, friggin' 2016. Remember two years ago, 2019 when OBJ and Michael Thomas were both top 20 guys. Uh, Life comes at you fast. Uh, (laughs) But and at this point, here's the, the that I'll close with this, at least for my comments. So then we'll stop you if you have more. But from my side, you, I will never worry about this because there are too many people who still remember the Odell Beckham glory days. That's always been my thing, mm-hmm. even in redraft. Redraft dynasty doesn't really matter for the purpose of this anal- analytical thing. There's always somebody in these leagues, I find, that remembers the glory days and thinks they right. can recapture it with Odell. Yeah. So it it's never financially attractive. Right. from my side. So I tend to just move on from it and let somebody else deal with that particular headache. And so if you're asking me straight up, okay, we'll play this game. Michael Thomas or Odell, would you trade Michael Thomas for Odell Beckham Jr.? Straight up. Uh, No. Yeah, me either. Mm-mm. Me either. I think that tells you everything you need to know considering Michael Thomas is not playing this year and we've confirmed it. Right. That that, that speaks, says a lot. Uh, Our guy Mason, there are people out there that are adamant OBJ is still amazing. You can find a sucker in any league. That's hundred percent true. That's what I'm telling you. It's exactly. Thank you. hundred percent true. Thank you for, for putting that in one sentence. Yep. And, and again, for me, I wouldn't say he's amazing right now. I would just say when he's on, if he's on given the opportunity, I, again, I hate to side with Odell Beckham's dad. Okay. Far be it for me <laughs> to side with, with it's dangerous. I, you don't know anything about Odell Beckham Jr.'s I'm, father, I'm, and neither I'm do I. Famous for who knows, like for calling out Alan Hearn's mom. But I will side with Odell Beckham's dad here. And uh, look, he had an 11 minute compilation video of OBJ getting wide open. They hey, just didn't throw him the okay. ball. You and I both have done video editing, right? Yeah. 
You have any idea? For, but I'm just talking about people who listen to this or are watching it right now. They might not have. Do you have any idea how hard it is to actually get 11 minutes of video together? Right. How much source material you need to actually have to right. get to 11 minutes? Well, That's think like about that a too. Lot like, of, a lot of input. Like if you take like the condensed games on uh, NFL Game Pass, they take literally one entire NFL game and every single possession, every single play is condensed into right. a half hour. So when you think about that, that an entire game, all four quarters of a game is a half hour for him to get 11 full minutes of content of Odell running plays and getting wide open and Baker not throwing him the ball. That's a lot of time. That's almost like a full quarter of him just running for 15 minutes of just him running, getting open and then never being targeted. I am curious if this is something that was created by Odell Beckham Jr.'s father. Oh, of course. Did he just not. find it on oh, the internet? Somebody gave it to him. Did he 100%. pay a guy to set 100%. this up? Like, somebody sent what, ha- what happened here? Like, yeah. But He's been sitting on that for weeks. You know. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably 100%. was going to play it at Christmas for the family and then <laughs> right. sent yeah. it out early after his son didn't get traded. Mm-hmm. But it's a shame because this is one of those things where I think people think I like hate Odell Beckham Jr. I don't hate Odell Beckham Jr., the person. Right. He seems like a perfectly reasonable. Well, no, he doesn't. He seems nah, like a crazy person. Kind of crazy person. But here's the thing. Doesn't mean I hate him. It's yeah. just I don't want to deal with the nightmare that right. is rostering him in fantasy football. Yep. Every week it's something. Mm-hmm. Every week I gotta hear about, oh, he's beefing with this person, but beefing with that. The, like the uh, point I was making was I feel like when we're talking about our normal format of two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, and a flex, mm-hmm. he fits into that flex consideration for me still. If he's in the right situation, yeah, and he's healthy, yeah. I feel like he can fit in between wide receiver thirty-seven 30, and forty-five. Yeah, that's possible. Like, effectively, he, he absolutely. Yeah, he absolutely can do that. And again, if you're telling me I have to pay virtually nothing to do it, I'd I'd throw a dart at it if I'm that desperate at wide receiver. You'd have to be pretty desperate. Got to be so, pretty desperate. But yeah, there's. Frankly, there's other younger guys that I would rather that people have kind of given up on already that I sure. think you could go through. But we'll 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 see what happens here. Because to be honest with you, and I guess we'll move off Odell Beckham Jr. with this. I don't view him as droppable in redraft yet. I no. think there's a non-zero chance that he manages to get back on the field for Cleveland. No, so what would you? I what don't think he goes like? back on the field for Cleveland. I so think is he just done for the year at this point? Or are you more just saying that, like, because I think that if they rather than pay him all that money, I think they might just IR him. So he would have to actually be hurt to get IR'd. They made it. They found a way to do that in plenty of other places. And he would have. He could be put on like uh, an exempt list, but then you'd still have to pay him. Yeah. And even on IR, his number doesn't count against your cap. You're still paying, but you still have to pay the guaranteed money. So it's not like they're saving anything by doing that. And it's not like they can sign anybody with the cap space they'd be creating. So it's not really doing anything for your team. And my whole thing was, I feel like they're more likely to cut him and let him go because if he is a member of the roster, then let's say they turn it around, the team gets hot, and they win something, Sure, he would have to get a ring. And I feel like they'd rather cut him <laughs> than, than let him have a ring. So uh, I'm pretty sure that's the way that that what works. A, what a world we live in. Um, yeah, I could see people being that petty. 
Yes, hundred um, percent. I've met people. There is yeah. also a non-zero chance that he's like a healthy scratch, and they hold him out for X amount of time uh, until I believe week thirteen, because mm. you have to be with a team a certain amount of time to be able to qualify for the playoffs. So mm. they could cut him so he could sign anywhere, but he wouldn't be playoff eligible. Right, so he'd have to. And I'm sure they'd be okay with that, but he would file a grievance with the league. Oh, sure, absolutely. Uh, Um, Again, you're getting into money things, which is why they were talking about to the agent today. So I feel like it's more likely he ultimately gets cut, he clears waivers, and he signs somewhere. But even as a wide receiver, when you sign somewhere, you have to learn the playbook, you have to build a rapport with the QB. There's no QB currently in the league that he's played with before. So. He mm. he he would have to build a new relationship. Eli with Manning's whoever. not coming back through that door. Exactly. Yeah. He'd have to build a new relationship with whoever it is he goes to. So it's going to take a couple of weeks. You're like a month away from him having any kind of relevance. And we're on the we're on the second half of the regular season Correct. at this point. So but you again, don't have a lot of time left. For me, I'm not going to drop Odell Beckham yet because if he does get declared ineligible for the rest of the season, then you can cut him. It doesn't mean anything. Right. If he gets cut released waived whatever you want to call it and he does sign with someone else it'll take him time to adapt but the idea of him being on another team may make him a trade piece that you can move and get at least something back maybe from somebody maybe let's do this this way and we've spent more time on this than i ever thought we would but (laughs) we're a fertile topic for conversation okay Nicole hardman is available Disappointment. Nicole Hardman is available mm-hmm. on your waiver wire. You cutting Odell Beckham Jr. for him? Probably not. No. Well, realistically, that's as good as it's going to get on the waiver <laughs> wire for most leagues this year. So I kind of led with my ace. Uh-huh. Uh, you don't have too much else. Uh, Van Jefferson. No, now that Deshaun no, Jackson has yeah. been released. Nope. That's a trendy one. That's why I I'm know it is. I'm just not ones. a fan. Yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, oh, boy. There's just it's kind of it's kind of slim pickings out here at wide receiver. You know what I mean? Like there's only so many that would be available. Like, okay. We're looking for under 50%, right? Yeah. That's kind of the, what I'm digging around for. See, I, I've been, I'm the wrong person to ask about that. I'm, I struggle to be objective as it relates to Michael Gallup. And I, I've struggled to be objective as it relates to either player, frankly. It's quite, it's questionable. It's it's questionable because he's coming back. It seems like that's finally going to happen. Uh, boy, I would really have preferred to not have to talk about him being on the COVID list here in a moment. Um, with him being on the COVID list, no. Next week, though, maybe. Uh, Marquez Calloway. Uh, you know my feelings on Marquez Calloway. And even then, actually, I'd say it's it's questionable. I'd say I'm, probably not I'm, because of the QB situation. Yeah, Darnell that's Mooney the, that's is the next me. one up. And Darnell Mooney, I would do that, that for Mooney for sure. Darnell Mooney, I would do that. I mean, T.Y. Hilton is dead. No, so T.Y. No. Hilton's about to Will retire. Fuller? No. No, I, they say he's coming back with the finger, but I'm not doing that. Uh, Rashad Bateman, I absolutely would. That's that's an easy one. Well, I would absolutely do that too. That's simple. Jalen Rager. Yeah, Jalen Rager, I probably wouldn't because he's just been god awful. No. Like, no, he's see, just been... okay. See, this is an interesting one, but again, it's my heart. Jamison Crowder. Oh, I would probably do that, but again, I would do it, especially if I'm in a PPR league. He's, he's too valuable. I know what I'm getting with he's Jamison Crowder. Up numbers. Why if he is, plays? Why is Jamison Crowder only rostered? Because he keeps in missing per... time. Because he, he keeps eighty-one percent available. He keeps missing time. That's why oh and people hate Jamison Crowder and. 
but Elijah like what do you we kind of talked about we kind of talked about that but like Amon last Ross, week, st brown uh that's an interesting one too because my heart that's my heart <laughs> and my heart says yes because uh he got on a little roll there for a he while he has at least five targets in every game when he got on a roll for a while where he was putting up double digits in ppr for like three weeks in a row and then they kind of the whole offense is kind of just collapsed Mm-hmm. So if they can figure out how to get around that, here's what I would say about that for redraft. I'd say it's 50 50 on that. And I'd probably wait until next week to do it because the lions are on by. So you get a week to kind of let that sort itself out to get more Odell Beckham information. Right. Assuming as it comes out. So I'd wait a week on that decision, but I mean, in dynasty, I would probably do that. Yeah, but he's not going to be available. I know he's not going to be available. He was probably drafted. Yeah. So that's the in redraft though. Eh, I'd say fifty-one forty-nine right now that I'm doing it, but I'd wait a week. Darius Slayton. No, no. I don't want Darius Slayton. No. KJ Osborne. That's the Mendoza line right there. Possibly. That's the Mendoza line. He only had three targets against Dallas. Yeah, they were for the buy. He had four games of at least six targets. The Vikings is a tough one. We could talk about this on a different day because the Vikings have been Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. They're either three touchdowns from Kirk Cousins in the games that go well, and then he's got an equal amount of games where it's one and they barely get 200 yards passing. Right. I I might go KJ Osborne, though, there. I think I actually probably would. It's close. Yeah. That's really close. It's real close for me. That's but really in close. P- in PPR, I'd probably do it. Yeah, in PPR, I'm probably doing it just because K- well, KJ Osborne's playing. Right. Brian Edwards? So, no. No. No, I'm gonna need him uh, to do something first. Alan Lazard, no. No, no. Kendrick Bourne, no. 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 Deontay Harris, no. No, 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 no. Oh, that's a hilarious one. Donovan Peoples Jones. <laughs> <laughs> you want to just do all the other Rashard Higgins? Oh man. Uh, like, uh, no, no. Uh, I, you don't want you don't want DPJ? I don't hate DPJ like a lot of people do, but I, I don't think I'm doing that. If, now, if he was to be formally released, yeah, I'll go pick up Donovan Peoples-Jones. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's like he was hurt, but when OBJ was out, he had six targets, caught five for 70, and then five targets, caught four for 101. I remember. Even last year, he put up decent numbers. So. I, I, it's whenever Odell's not playing, Donovan Peoples-Jones gets on the field. And Here's what I'm saying. You okay. Right now consensus roster ship donovan people's jones is only rostered in 3.7 percent of i believe that across espn and yahoo go all ranging from donovan people's jones all ranging from akron to parma yeah. wherever <laughs> wherever you are right now take the worst player on your bench and drop him for donovan people's jones because that is an easy smash yeah if if, if odell's actually going to get sat down yeah. for a while here. Yeah. We've and then th- this is the other one that boggles my mind, but uh, Jamal Agnew is right below that. Jamal Agnew is kind of a weird one. I don't think a lot of people know about Jamal. Agnew, since Agnew the, uh, since the DJ Chark injury in week they, four, uh, he's been doing a lot of that. DJ Chark 25 stuff. targets in their last yeah. three games. A lot of those targets we thought were going to go to Chenault have been going to Agnew. Yeah. So. Yeah. so Jamal Agnew, I hate, but I don't think a lot of people know about reasons. Jamal Agnew yet. Mm-hmm. I think in the general public, especially they don't know about why would you he's right. playing for Jacksonville and they're terrible. PPR, he has finished over the last three weeks, wide receiver 37, 30 and 22. Yeah. He's in the, he, he's on the page as far as relevant fantasy stuff at yep. this point. If I was desperate for a wide receiver, you could do a lot worse than Jamal Agnew right now. Yep. Like it's, I think that's the list though. All right. Well, I think we covered that. So Odell Beckham Jr. Completely unstartable until further notice. 
yeah, he was obviously. already there anyway for me. And uh, and frankly, if any of the folks that we've gone through here float your boat, I got no problem with you dropping Odell Beckham Jr. at this yep. point. Might try to trade him if you could find an Odell Beckham truther to our guy Mason's point, because they're out there. But I, if I failed at trading him and I saw KJ Osborne out there, I'm, that's the one that was very appealing to me of the ones that you had. Uh, so moving on here, continuing on with wide receiver after that extended deep dive. Uh, just a couple quick hitters on some other wide receivers. Uh, Sterling Shepard, what a what a what a career! Yeah. I love Sterling Shepard, but this guy—he took just, a crazy hit. Went look at down. insane hit on yeah. Monday night. Yeah, goes down, failed to return. He's hurt again. They're saying he's going to miss some more time, more than likely. So the Giants have yet another injury to their receiver core and just to their team in general. Yeah. And then and then today the Giants had. Initially, it was reported as 13 positive COVID cases, and then that got that's getting parsed through. Doesn't look like it's quite as bad as that. Some of those might be false positives. So they're working that out, though. So you've got a COVID outbreak for the Giants. No Sterling Shepard. Who boy, the the Giants is a mess. Speaking of that, since we're on the Giants, we'll dovetail slightly. Saquon Barkley was one of the players that tested positive for COVID-19. He was officially placed on the COVID list today. It appears that he is vaccinated because they are saying that he needs two negative tests within that are 24 hours apart. Mm -hmm. That is the rule for people who are vaccinated. It is an interesting situation because he's still nursing the injury that's caused him to miss the last. And this is one where I know you I still remember when we were on with Edwin yeah. and uh, you were, you two were like, he'll be back in one week, yeah. do it. And then four weeks later coming up, it's yeah. So, well, he missed the one game. And then he was supposed to come back last week. He actually practiced all of last week. He did. And then they held him out as a precaution. Apparently and now this swelling. week, yeah, this week he was supposed to come back and play for sure. And before he could even practice, he's on the COVID list. So I feel like he's probably just going to get held out this week through the bye. Okay, that's what I was going to bring up here. I don't see a path for them no. to... Apparently, according to the other report I saw... He's still got swelling as well. So they're saying he still had swelling, but they were going to let him try to work through it for practice and see where they wound up at the end of the week. And now he can't practice. It's Wednesday as we're mm -hmm. having this conversation. They're playing on Sunday. He couldn't practice until Friday. And I had another concern about Saquon anyway, which is what were the odds that they just turned him back on and said, okay, full workload for Saquon, go. I don't think it was very high personally. So I think this just throws cold water all over yeah. Saquon. Plan and and that's me too. Like at this point, you've already had a backup plan for Saquon Barkley. If you've got him rostered anywhere. So if you're somebody who's managing Saquon Barkley this season, then you're hoping that he sits out. You don't want him to play this week because again, you've got the bye week next week. It forces him out this week to rest. It forces him to rest next week. And then he can hopefully come back 100% in two weeks. Yeah. And if he that is the back case, 100% in week 11. And if he practices all, all week before week 11, I'll feel a lot better about them. Just throwing him back out there with no restrictions. Yeah. So that's, that's the, that's the, that's your mini giants roundup right there. If you have Sterling Shepard, you probably have another option because you've needed one. So you'll need it again. And then stay tuned on whatever else is going to happen with these COVID tests. And you and I are both dubious to the idea that, mm -hmm. that Saquon's going to be able to get cleared in time to play this game, right. given all the other noise. Uh, beyond that, I guess since we're talking about 
COVID. Being immunized. Is that what, we're talking about? <sighs> what a fun conversation this is going to be. Okay. So for those who maybe had to work today and didn't weren't paying attention, Aaron Rodgers tests positive for COVID-19. My actual note on this is just what a mess uh, because he's out now officially for Sunday's game. And for those of you who maybe were paying attention a moment ago when we were talking about COVID tests and NFL mm-hmm. rules as it relates to vaccinated players, you'll notice that Aaron Rodgers has already been ruled out. Yeah. How could that be? You might be asking yourself. Well, it's because it turns out that Aaron Rodgers is not actually vaccinated, despite the fact that he's been leading people to believe whether you want to talk about lies of omission or boldface, actual lies, whatever. That's not really the point of this show. The point of this show is Aaron Rodgers is not playing. You will need a backup plan. However, I will say this. Oh, my God. How could you ever trust Aaron Rodgers again now if you're Green so, Bay with this well whole here's the what crazy is going thing. on so he said he was asked directly uh have you been vaccinated and he yes. said yeah I'm immunized and apparently he did some kind of homeopathic Homeo- was it homeopathic is the key word here yeah to where, raise his antibody level right according to him where he feels like he feels I'm like assuming the Dalai Lama helped him with this because I know immunized. they're boys. It was his personal doctor, probably the same one that Tom uses. Um, so I wow, that's that is not an appropriate gesture. I don't care. <laughs> it's how I feel in my heart. So what what he used his personal doctor to uh to get immunized and he felt that was good enough. Now we do have reports from the team and from sources inside the building that he has been wearing his mask and socially distancing inside the building and still following the protocols. So there's no fine. He doesn't have to face any kind of further actions or there's no kind of anything that's going to happen to the Packers themselves because of his actions. However, he is out this week because of the situation with him being on the list. He has to be back. Yes. Thank you, Mason doctor in quotation marks. Uh, he does have to stay away from it's the gotta team be Guerrero, the for 10 days and he has to test negative when he comes back. So the earliest he can rejoin the team is next Saturday, yeah. which would be the day before their game against Seattle. So he potentially, he's definitely out this week. Jordan Love is going to get the start against Kansas City. I mentioned it's amazing. The only other time the Packers and Chiefs have faced each other in the Mahomes era. Mahomes had the ankle injury, and it was Chad Henney going up against Aaron Rodgers. So they've still never played each other. Uh, It's amazing. So it's Jordan Love this week. Next week when they play Seattle, it'll either be Jordan Love again, or it'll be Aaron Rodgers with no practice for two weeks. So I feel like it's going to be Jordan Love for two weeks. And then maybe we see Rogers back in week 11. I don't know. No one it's does. It's a disaster. No one does. It's a complete so at disaster. This point, so Aaron Rodgers, obviously, are finding another option. And QB is so friggin' deep. You can find any one of them off waivers. and be Check out Tua Tagovailoa playing Houston this week. Literally Widely available. Anybody. Like it, yeah, it, there's so many different options. It doesn't matter at quarterback. The, the real question is, how does this affect the Packers? Oh, like I've got he, thoughts if, on this. If you've got Devontae Adams, if you've got Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Alan Lazard coming back from the oh, COVID yeah. list, like how does this affect those guys? Uh, for me, I mean, I think you saw the blueprint for from last week. 
they, I don't see how they're, I think they're going to run a very similar game plan to what happened last week with no, with no Devonte Adams. Cause the Packers can't catch a break. Mm-hmm. They, for those who might, might've missed it. Devonte Adams missed last week's game with his own COVID precautionary issue that was going on. And when that happened, even with Aaron Rodgers playing, the Packers completely shifted play calling to a run first, heavy volume rushing attack featuring both uh, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was more involved in the passing game and he got the red zone work. But A.J. Dillon got all the between the tackle stuff and that was coming off the multi-fumble performance. So I'm not worried about A.J. Dillon getting sat down. I think the one that that suffers here the most is Devontae Adams. Sure. If you're if you are rostering Devontae Adams, I hate to break it to you, but you probably don't have better options. Maybe right. you do, but I doubt it. So here's what... the the problem is Jordan Love has been okay when we've seen him in flashes sure. in the preseason. He's he been, been all right. Been all right. And again, like Devontae Adams, it's obviously a step down in quarterback production. Yeah. However, Kansas City's defense is so bad. Oh yeah, they're atrocious. There's every chance Devontae Adams catches a five-yard pass and runs at 80. There's every I mean, chance that Devontae Adams catches a five-yard pass from the five. Yeah, I mean, like, he's, that's... he's still, I think, number 10 for me this week. He's still just barely inside of my top 10. I haven't adjusted my rankings because this just happened today, so I haven't adjusted it yet. So, I, I mean, again, to me, I still think I'm fine playing Devontae Adams. I don't want any of the B guys. Nope. If, I'm, if I'm Alan out. Lazard is back, I don't nope. want that. MVS nope. might be back this week. I don't. I don't want, want love either for 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 reference. No, like, yeah, I don't, I don't want, want love. love. Uh, there the only are way better options. Here's out there here's what I would love. still be starting on the Packers. It's a really short list. It's Aaron Jones. It's Devontae Adams because I doubt I have better options, and frankly, I'd still yep. feel pretty good that he'll at a minimum get you wide receiver two. Yep. So feel free to go with that. Yep. And then I would play AJ Dillon. Yeah, I was going to say too because for me, that's it. At that point, with what we saw from A.J. Dillon last week, like he was already in the conversation for, is this somebody that I need to start? Is he now, a flex? I was, yeah. is he a flex? Is, yeah. became the question. Now with this information, I've got him at RB29. Like he's he's right there for all, me. All he has to do is fall into the end zone yeah. to make this worth it. But That's even then, I think he's going to get enough touches. And that, again, Kansas City, horrible That's against what- the run. They are the number one run matchup for running backs. So AJ Dillon can plow through them and put up a hundred yards. Hence, hence why I think what the game plan is, it's going to be the same game plan they ran last week. I'm going to mm-hmm. body up and I'm going to throw screens and I'm going to run the ball down your throat because you can't stop it anyway. Yep. And frankly, if Devontae Adams gets his, we'll try to get him involved. Great. If it doesn't happen, I'm not, I'm not deviating yeah. from plan A, which is just pounding the ball and punishing it down your throat. And especially given the Chiefs' defense, to your point, they're not. I don't. I have very little confidence they're going to be able. Well, to Well, it's the same thing too. Like you want to keep the it. It works in so many different levels, right? You want to keep the ball out of right. Jordan Love's hands. You, you don't want him to decide the game. Mahomes you want to keep. Hands. You want to run the yeah. clock and keep the ball That's out of Mahomes' right. hands. And you want to run the ball against that horrible offense or it, defensive line on the other side. Yeah. And to me, I feel like Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are probably just going to alternate drives. Pretty just much. keep both of them fresh the entire game and just utilize them the same way to just, that's what they were doing last week, yeah. except when they got into the red zone, Dylan comes off and Jones comes on. Cause they like him near the goal line. And they, if they need to throw dump offs, they feel better about that. 
I can't find any real fault in it because it's been working. Yeah. So go for it. But I think that's your game plan. Uh, and boy, what a fun game that was supposed to be on paper that mm-hmm. now is going to be borderline unwatchable. Yeah. <laughs> so and so, yeah, that's that's a nightmare. It's a nightmare scenario for the Packers. And what? Well, you, I say that, but at the same time, there's every chance they can still win that game. And frankly, they can probably survive yeah. a week or two without Aaron Rodgers and still go to the playoffs. Oh well, yeah, the Chiefs record. have been that bad. This is the same Chiefs team that almost blew it on Monday at home in Arrowhead Arrowhead. against the Giants with no Saquon when the Giants were doing everything they could to lose that game and they still barely won. Oh yeah. It, it is what it is at this Mm -hmm. point. The chiefs have mismanaged that cap situation so badly that they've gone from being what should have been like a dynasty level team to now. Yeah. They're not even necessarily the best team in that division. Also, spoiler alert, I'm pretty sure that the uh, Chiefs have yet to cover the spread this year, and they're already like a seven and a half point favorite over the Packers. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and take that. Smash that on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, that's that's a good note right there. Um, I'm sure they'll talk about that uh, more on the betting side as we move forward. Shout out to Mason and Vishal. Uh, keep up the good work, gentlemen. Keep keep <laughs> dominating the bet spurts. Uh, that's that's amazing. Keep on keeping on. Just keep doing that because it it tickles me in a way that if Loretta tickled me in that way, I'd be like, mm, that's nice. <laughs> but uh, few couple things still just to just to whip through here. Uh, some in happier news. We do have a little bit of happier news. Christian McCaffrey was designated to return from IR today. I will point out as we do periodically that that does not guarantee that he will be playing this week. And even if he does, by the way, in my opinion, I don't think they're going to give him the full wheels up CMC, do everything workload that he normally gets because uh, he's been hurt quite a bit. I don't know that they're going to just run him out there and say, go do everything like you used to Christian. I don't know about that. Uh, I could be, we could have a debate about that, but mm-hmm. as far as actionable things, he was designated to return today. He has a shot at playing this week. It's not a guarantee. He might play this week. He might play next week. Whenever he does, I think his first game back, he's going to be on a little bit of a pitch count. That's that's my that's my take on the situation. Yep. So um and if there's no other notes on that, then we have one more quick hitter. Elijah Mitchell misses practice today with a rib injury. Elijah Mitchell has been great. Uh, for what, for just for really by all accounts, he's been, he's been really solid. What a waiver wire ad for, for a lot of folks this year. Now with the ribs, are you concerned about that at all? Are you worried about it? Are you going to, what concerns me about Elijah Mitchell is the same thing. That's always concerned me is the rest of the team getting healthy. Cause now you have Jamichael hasty coming back. This is his second week off of IR and lurking in the shadows. The legend Jeff Wilson. Just waiting, just waiting to fall uh, into the end zone three times when he comes back, uh, or just waiting to catch a bunch of dump off passes. Like it's, it, 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 we'll have to see what happens with that. But okay, yeah, it's something to monitor if you're if you've been if you've been riding Elijah Mitchell and you've been profiting to this point. Mm-hmm. Be aware that Jeff Wilson is coming back, and now Elijah Mitchell has a rib injury. They may give him a little bit less work to do with more, with more folks getting healthy and with him now being injured. So just something to be aware of if I'm rostering Elijah Mitchell. Well, that's the same thing. He's worked his way into that lead back role. Well, yeah, he's become, um, 
uh, Raheem Moster, as Jack mm-hmm. likes to call him. He's he's taken that 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 side that that yeah. like he had 19 carries in week one, 17 carries in week two. And everybody was talking about who is this guy? Like, again, I we talked about this, like Elijah Mitchell was one of my favorite highlight reels to put together when we were doing the draft show. Like I was hoping he would fall into a good situation when he was a seventh round pick. I thought, oh, well, yeah, he'll, he'll be right. so far down on that list, especially with Trey Sermon, that he's not going to do much. And then all of a sudden, Trey Sermon has just completely disappeared. And now it has become the Elijah Mitchell show. He has had 19 and 17. Then he got hurt himself, missed two weeks, came back, split reps before the bye. But since the bye, 18 carries for over 100, 18 carries for over 100, a touchdown in each of those games. He's been consistent and good when he's been out there. It's just I feel like once they're healthy and they have all the different weapons they want to use, he's going to be limited in what he can do the car wash starts again that they yeah. normally like to run as they hustle multiple guys through okay but you're not trading like elijah mitchell at this no, point no, are no, you no. yeah i'm not I think either this is one of those scenarios where you kind of hit the jackpot on the waiver wire you got him for fab or nothing it's what i said about james robinson last year it's like the equivalent yeah. of finding twenty dollars there, on no the ground you just put the twenty dollars in your pocket yeah. and you and you move on uh so as we wrap up here we have we have two and one i think this will actually be shorter and it it, it, it i know this will appeal well th- this will require your input as mm-hmm. the transitioning cardinal fan uh as like all people from chicago do as they get older Fledging they move fan, well they yeah. move to arizona yep as people from chicago get older they move to arizona and steve right. is no different he's working his way there yep. he's already to texas he's almost there uh kyler murray and deandre hopkins both missed practice wednesday that is interesting uh although not immediately yeah, super not concerning really. that happens but aj green was also added to the COVID list as we referenced earlier in the show yeah so arizona could be this huge mash unit on sunday are you i think kyler murray is going to play mm-hmm. are you worried about that impacting his ability to put up his normal kyler murray numbers i'm worried about uh, him impacting his season that's what i'm worried about that they he play tries him to play through this hurt. yeah and it makes it worse that that's my primary concern. I'd he rather Roddy White. He gets Roddy Whited. Yeah, I'd He's I'd rather he sit a week out and be okay um, for the rest of the year than kind of risk it for no apparent reason. I get that it's a game against San Francisco. You want to beat your division rival. I get all of that. Um, I, again, the most annoying thing I've seen today was, oh, do you want Cliff Kingsbury? Do you want to sit down and have that conversation with Kyler? Because I don't. It's your job Cliff. Oh, it's, it is legitimately your do job. your job uh, it is uh, yeah, it's actually i, I wish he job. was sitting down this week personally uh I, like i said just as somebody heavily invested in kyler however i do think he'll still be fine san francisco is an easy matchup i still have his, him as a top 10 play just not number one where i normally yeah. would have him so. i have him like right at 10 yeah right now because i think he will be limited well, then let's if we're not worried about that overall, you're, you're OK. You're expecting less than what you normally would. Mm-hmm. We agree. He's probably going to try and play through it. The yeah. wisdom in that is not 75 percent of Kyler Murray is still better than most of the league. So I will. Yeah. Yeah, that. that's fair. I'd rather deal with 75 percent of the of the of Kyler Murray than Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And that's like legitimately who he'd be ranked next to. Um, and then DeAndre Hopkins. And uh, just just to point this out. DeAndre Hopkins is famous for not missing games. 
Correct. Sometimes that's not always the best plan. Like, for example, so last De week, De DeAndre Hopkins has, I don't think, practiced a, a single Wednesday this entire season. No, I'm not worried about the Wednesday stuff. I'm he gets he gets definitely. a lot of veteran Wednesdays. And I believe yeah. it was it was either last week or two weeks ago. He missed the entire week of practice. He does never, that pretty regularly, too. Never suited up and then went out on the field and played most of the game. Last week, I know for sure he didn't, he practice, didn't practice at all. And he yeah. kept leaving the game. But he still came in and scored the long touchdown. He still came in and was well, being targeted. Well, so he would have scored a touchdown had they not taken that off the board, right? Because right. of the face mask. Uh, but, but still, but you, that's how he. Re that, but he that's how he re-aggravated the yeah. hamstring. Is my point. Mm -hmm. So here's here's the thing. There's no analysis around DeAndre Hopkins whether he plays or not. I'll put it to you this way: if he's playing, he's playing for you in fantasy. Mm -hmm. He's too good. You don't have better options, more than likely. Yep. For me, my question becomes. Do you just do you try to trade DeAndre Hopkins at this point just to get out of it? Because he hasn't returned the the wide receiver one level value that you were hoping for. He's now he's hurt. Kyler's hurt. You want to try and just trade this on the name value of Hopkins and see what you can get back out, or are you are you more inclined to stay put with no. with Nuke? Yeah, I'm good. All right, I'm good. All right. Uh, again, this is another situation where 75% of DeAndre Hopkins we've seen is better than most of what you would get in return. DeAndre Hopkins for Michael Pittman straight up. You doing it? Nope. Okay. Just Wouldn't even consider it. Just a thought. Just look, I'll tell you this right now. From everything I've read and from all the other folks in the industry, lot it just Google DeAndre Hopkins trade and you'll find a list of articles that are all saying, oh, DeAndre Hopkins, you got to trade him right now. You got to get him off the team. You got to get him off the team right now. And I'm like, you might live to regret that. I mean, so I know that it's a hamstring injury and those are nagging and all that. And well, they're I also mean, concerned about him not getting the volume that he's used to enjoying because they're getting AJ Green a little bit involved and Rondale Moore gets stuff and Christian Kirk gets stuff and they're trying to spread it around a little bit more. I guess. Like, here's my point. I'm not really worried about it. He hasn't missed a game. He only had two targets last week. Got which was yards. It, which was his <laughs> sixty yards, sixty-five. Yeah, which was his worst week of the season. He was clearly hurt in well, terms of targets. He re-aggravated the hamstring running mm -hmm. down the field. That's literally what happened. On right. the, the big, but it was his yards. worst week of the season in terms of targets. He only had the two, sixty-six yards. He had an eight point six. He's still wide receiver fourteen in PPR. I mean, I don't. Okay, he's not putting up absurd numbers he's and not getting crazy value. One, two, or three, like you were hoping. But he's still a top 10 wide receiver in terms of talent. And right now he's ranked points wise at 14. I'm not under what what is it you would get for DeAndre Hopkins that you would think is a an investment that makes sense? Yeah, I'm not. Uh, first of all, I can answer that question. But first of all, I want I'm to just like asking here. the general universe. The general universe. Uh, I don't know what anyone would tell you. I would tell you that. Okay, we can play this game real fast. Justin Jefferson. I would take Justin Jefferson. Yeah, so would I. Okay, so we're getting somewhere. Stefan Diggs. And Diggs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Are, uh, that's probably the Mendoza line. Yeah. Okay. I would. Uh, I would do McLaurin, but it would be very close. Because then, because then you're going to Pittman. Nope. You're going to. Uh, what's his name? Cortland Sutton, uh, AJ Brown. Nope. Yeah, I know you wouldn't. Um, well, actually, that's close. That's what I was saying. It's pretty close. I'm gonna like, again. I got a couple weeks ago. We had the show, 
And I was right about Michael Thomas, but you were definitely right about AJ Brown. I missed on that one. Boy, did I miss on that one. Yeah. And he, I didn't even post Shaq dunking gifts in our staff chat, like some other childish people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. I dunked yeah. all over that one. I got that one. Right. But the, uh, the thing on Michael Thomas and, and AJ Brown got me distracted. Uh, AJ Brown, I missed on that one for sure. I thought he would be lower because of the passing and Julio Jones. Julio has not been healthy, but yeah, AJ Brown. I've been vindicated to this point on my man. AJ Brown love. He's he is. He is I, I keep telling people they don't want to listen, but, but AJ Brown. That's the great. thing is like they throw the ball twenty times a game, and when fifteen of them, go to of AJ them yeah, Brown, it doesn't exactly. Matter. It doesn't matter yeah. anymore. Yeah. I don't care that you only throw twenty times a game when you throw all of them to the, to the guy I need you exactly. to. Exactly, it doesn't make any difference to me. Yeah. So no, I've been yeah. uh, that's one where I've been very happy with that advice because it's been paying off in a big way. So, so AJ Brown is close for me. I think I'd still rather have Nuke, but it's very close. So yeah, it's uh, I, that's that's the thing. You're talking about something like that is what it would need to be. So if you could get something like that, I would be okay with it. But I don't know that you're going to get something like that given all the all the warts and things like that. DJ Moore, I'm going to say no to that. It's close. I'm gonna say no. Yeah. yeah, it's close. I'm gonna say no. Uh, no one would trade you Cooper Cup, so it's not. It's not real. No, Cooper like Cooper Cup. So Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase—they're untouchable. Yeah, you're not getting any of that. Debo probably untouchable. DK Metcalf. I think I'd rather have a nuke. Yeah. Get, De- well, it's just it's the Geno thing. Yeah, Devontae yeah. Adams untouchable. Yeah, you're not. That's not happening. Uh, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I'd rather have a nuke. Yeah, because Antonio Moore, Brown's going to get back at some point and muck all that up yep. again. Uh, Hollywood Brown, you know, I'd rather have Nuke. Yeah, I don't want Hollywood. Pittman, Adam Thielen. Pittman is an interesting one because I'm getting, Thielen. I'm warming up to the idea that Michael Pittman is a true wide receiver one. I don't know. I don't know yet. It's too early to say, but I'm warming up to the idea is what I'm telling you. We'll like, see. I'm, we'll see. It's too early. That's why I wouldn't do it because it's too early. I may have been a year early on that call. Yeah, you might have been because it's that's one that's aging very well in the background mm-hmm. where he with T.Y. Hilton just not playing and him being able to get all the reps doesn't matter that that offense is terrible. Yep. He's he's been great. So but it's getting to that to that area. Right. Because then you're getting to nuke himself. We're almost yep. there at like 14. Yep. So it's an interesting one. Even then you're talking about if you were going to move Hopkins for what he's done on his name value and his production of this season, you would trade him for a guy like you're talking about, like Justin Jefferson, who's 21 or Diggs, who's 22, right. Who have, you know, quote unquote struggled uh, this season, Deontay Johnson. Sure. Sure. uh, Keenan Allen, AJ Brown, uh, guys we had higher expectations for that haven't necessarily put up the big numbers. Yeah. So. If I could get somebody to believe that AJ Brown is like some sort of fool's gold type of situation and I could get mm-hmm. AJ Brown and a depth piece for Nuke, I'm doing that right now. Like, oh, I'm not sure, thinking yeah. twice about that. I'm going to do it today. AJ, like, if I could get AJ Brown plus, I would absolutely. I'm absolutely it. smashing that button. And I'm not straight up. I think I'd still lean. Yeah, right. You, you, right even for me. And you know how much I love AJ Brown. And I'm like, eh, it's right there. Mm-hmm. But if I could get AJ Brown plus a piece, oh, it's, I don't even really need that much as far as the other piece. Like, take what I can get. Yep. Like it's so final topic here, Steve, because we're running a little long. We spent way more time on Odell Beckham Jr. than I ever thought possible. (laughs) And I know we probably want to go eat dinner. So last question, I thought, you know, I eventually was going to ask. This is like a funny kind of thing. But the more I look at it, I don't think it's that funny. Is Calvin Ridley retired? 
for all intents and purposes. Yes, at the time, he is he is currently retired. So what do we do? I mean, nothing. Well, what can do? Do you cut it? Do you cut him in redirect? No, no. See, I I I can't justify it. You definitely don't cut him in dynasty. No, obviously not. You can't do that. That's off table. Yep. In in redraft, I think is the question: Do you cut Calvin Ridley? No. To I not for me either. No, I want to hold on for a little while here and see what is going on. Now, if we'll have like Calvin Ridley watch, make a graphic or something. Uh, because if he sits out for the next few weeks, okay, we'll revisit. Because like topic. again, did he he wasn't putting up the massive numbers you were hoping he would put up, right? But at the same time, 10, 19, 14, he 15, 12, he okay. never went under 10 points. So he was consistently giving you good enough numbers to be a wide receiver too. He was just never a top five guy. And I kept saying in the preseason, I was concerned about him reaching that top five threshold, that top 10 maybe, but top five I think is asking too much with Julio gone. And now here we are. It's the Kyle Pitts show. Because we've got no Calvin Ridley. He's sitting out for an extended period of time to get his mental health right. Good for him. He's talked about this in the past that, you know, he's had these issues that he wants to deal with. And now he came into this season to be the alpha. This is a contract year for him. It meant a lot to him financially mm -hmm. for him to have a good year this year. And he wasn't putting up the numbers he was hoping to put up personally. So to deal with all the distractions and everything he's going through, Again, good for him to step away and, and take a, a step back and, you know, realize there's more important things in life than football. So, yeah. He cost himself a lot of money, so I got to respect him, at least that, that, that to realize also that there's more important things in life than just having a stack of cash. Yep. Because his career's not over. No. He'll latch on with another team. I don't know if he'll be back in Atlanta. Well, that's a conversation I mean, for... I think this is a non-zero chance that this is a juju no. situation all over again. Mm, was I'm saying he's a free agent at the end of the year, but what do the Falcons have to backfill it? Well, I mean, he's a free agent at the end of the year. He wants to get paid as an alpha, but he's never proven that nobody wants to give him that money. And he signs a one year deal to come With, back uh, to right. the situation. He knows the offense. He knows the team. He knows to play in Atlanta one more season and try to have that contract year next year where he can establish himself and be an alpha in 2023. Right. Cause if he was to hit the open market right now, he will not command that four year, $20 million or whatever it would be. The Kenny like, Galladay money, the Kenny yeah. Galladay money that he was probably going to command because there's a, a lot of teams that would take a shot on Calvin Ridley getting into proper form yep. like that, that would happen. He's still young enough that, and he's done enough to prove that much that he's got potential. Yeah. So it's just, it's that's the one I wanted to close with because it is the weirdest situation. Mm -hmm. It's just strange. Like you just don't see guys doing that. And I get why well, it makes it's a lot not of only sense. that, but it's like in week, uh, week eight, he talked about stepping out, being out for personal reasons. And he wasn't even on the injury report. We had no idea he was going to miss any time. And they then just all announced of a sudden it right before the game up. started. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, he was listed as an active, and we're like, what's going on here? And then it became a whole thing. Well, I assumed it was actually something much worse, because we've mm -hmm. seen that happen before, and usually there's some horror story that happens behind the scenes. Yeah. Doesn't seem like that's the case. Obviously, you know, we don't know what we don't know. But, yeah, it's just a tough situation where 
I agree with you. I don't think you can drop him yet. Now we'll talk about this again in a couple of weeks. And then I think the answer to that question might change. Uh, but you're just kind of stuck. Yep. You can't cut him. You can't trade him. Yep. You can't IR him even. Well, you might be able to IR him depending on your league rules. Sure. And it, again, so, this is another one too, where it's like, because he's not playing because he's out and you have no idea how long he's out. If you're a team that's we're through eight weeks, right? So you're a team that's three and five, four and four, and you've got Calvin Ridley and he was supposed to be a centerpiece, a linchpin of your team and you don't have him. You're probably looking to move him on the name. And if I'm a team that's six and two, seven and one, eight, no, and I know I'm going to the playoffs and I can get Calvin Ridley, a guy who's guaranteed 10 points a week and has been getting basically 10 targets a game when he's played this year for nothing. I, right. I could get him for a back-end piece off of my bench to potentially be a, a stud-wide receiver for me down the stretch in the playoffs. I'd absolutely go acquire Calvin Ridley. Oh, I would do the same thing if I was 7-1, and one, for example, and I needed a depth-wide receiver or something like that, and it was yeah. not going to cost... It would literally cost me functionally something that I probably yeah. picked off If off it's waivers. something I needed and not you know or wanted and not needed yeah 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 so if it's just something that i have on the back end of my team and i'm not really playing it because i've got better options yep yeah i might do that i'm trying to think of a guy that would fit that name as we wrap up here like a name to go to that that you could swap straight well something that i wouldn't really care about that that i got that would be like an ancillary piece that might be attractive enough to make that deal actually have uh christian kirk that's a good one aj green would be another good one if we're going to do that like I he's might a little bit lower down but like christian christian kirk, kirk is yeah is wide receiver 27 right now in ppr scoring uh aj green is 31 30 something yeah okay yeah. christian yeah. kirk has been fairly consistent this year he's been a solid piece I would love to have him on my roster if i was missing calvin ridley and needed consistent production so I think Christian Kirk would absolutely be enough to probably get that deal done. And if I would be replacing Christian Kirk in my roster, potentially with Calvin Ridley down the line, then yes. I'd, yeah. I Cause would. if I'm in that scenario where I'm seven and one and I have Christian Kirk, I probably yeah. don't need Christian Kirk. Whereas Calvin Ridley might start some meaningful games for me at some point as yep. we get to the playoffs. So that's it, Steve, we covered yeah. it. It's a lot of news this week, folks. I'm sorry. We try not to do new shows that are just news related and news heavy, but with the trade deadline and all these COVID outbreaks that have happened, I'm having flashbacks to last year, actually, right. Steve, where we had several shows where it was just, all right, COVID update roundup, folks, yep. set your lineup. <laughs> That's kind of how this week has gone so far. Yep. But not, not bad. Not, not bad. A lot, a lot of information, a lot to get through way more OBJ than anyone ever expected or could have wanted. We went 20 minutes long. Cause we spent 20 <laughs> minutes talking about Odell Beckham jr. In a way that yep. I was not, I was just going to talk been, about it and been move prepared on for it. Nope. Yeah. Yep. Sore subject. It's my for orange you. hat that it, it put it in your brain. We got to talk about Odell Beckham jr. All right. Well, uh, again, what do I got it back here? Uh, follow us everywhere at nonsense FF. I don't know how to do this. In my head. Um, yeah, at Nonsense FF, like, subscribe on the channel wherever you're watching. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitch. Uh, make sure you're following us on Facebook, the YouTube channel, subscribe. And then the Patreon, again, for $1, patreon.com slash important nonsense. You can come join the discussion. We are having a fantastic time. I also just put out there, so I will throw it out to uh, everyone here as well, our DraftKings League that we've been doing every mm. week. 
ton of fun. It is open to everybody that is a follower of the the show, everybody that's in our Discord, anybody in our community. It's still on our Twitter page at NonsenseFF. But if you want to play, there is a free game and there is a money game. You can play the $5 game if you want to do that. But if you want to play the free contest, it's free. You set a lineup. And whatever your highest scoring week is, wherever you rank, so if you finish fourth in one and seventh in the other, we only count your four. That's all that matters. But we switched up the scoring format so that basically you get points if you finish in the top three. And if you don't finish in the top three or you miss a week or you're out a week, it doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt you. So just just play. Just have fun. Uh, If you finish number one the rest of the season, you could get 30 points. The leader currently has 19 The leader of our fan group has 11. And remember, whoever wins of the fan group gets a free MVP subscription for the 2022 season. So there you go. It's free to play. You could win a a, a subscription to importantnonsense.com. That's a really great deal, actually, considering you don't have to put anything down on it. Because Mm -hmm. normally what that would be, it's $5 a month and it gets you all of our content, (laughs) including, frankly, including what I think are some of the most valuable pieces of content that we spent a lot of time on in the off season. While everybody else is off on vacation, Steve is locked in his basement, mm-hmm. uh, putting together a spreadsheet. My projections dungeon. For, yep. Yeah. That, that is worth, that spreadsheet is worth enough that it would be, it's worth at least 60 bucks. Right. So you're getting something that's probably like a hundred dollar value for it's no free. actual outlay. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I, again, it's fun to play free to play or you can join the money league and try to win money every week either way either way come have fun with us on the dk league uh it's it's a lot of fun really enjoyable um but that's it so neil anything else no just keep up the nonsense we'll see you on next we'll see you next wednesday that's right uh follow the show like i said at nonsense ff uh at nonsense underscore neil at nonsense underscore steve and until next week just keep up the nonsense Music for this podcast is provided by Lee Rosevere. I'm Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz, and you can find all the guys at importantnonsense.com. Kaboom!